Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 26th of November. We only have a few days left in November, I think, till Saturday, and we're done. We're on to December. I'm always so fascinated by time and everything that's happening in our world and, and watching a runaway train run and running in two different directions. It's amazing. But that's a conversation for another day. Because today, I did want to thank everyone who took the time to watch that video. We are, you know, first day making sure things work, making sure they don't. We only offered it to the people that are already my friends, the people that are already on Blog Talk Radio, and the people who did the master class. So before we advertise the master class to people who don't know me or never heard of me before. So we're we're getting there. It's all steps. So if something doesn't work um, right away, try again. We are trying to work out the bugs. They worked in tests, but we have to make sure we can combat anybody's system. So we are working on that today. So we'll see. I am excited that it's out there. I am excited that, I know it sounds weird to say this, but even if I died today, it's recorded. Most of it is recorded because I actually did three master classes and one of them told the entire story of Christ. One of them, I talked about it, but didn't go too deep. And one of them, I barely talked about it. And that's the one that we put out first was the one I, I didn't really dig into the whole Christ moment. Um, and there was a reason for that. So it's kind of interesting to see how all of this works. And I'm watching with you. I'm learning with you. And I'm laughing with you and maybe crying. But either way, we're on our way. So today's show, I am working with someone who's younger. She's going to be 30 years old. And she has gone to school, gotten a job, keeps getting promoted. She's doing well. She's, you know, learning how to navigate life. And we were talking about creating lists of a green light, red light, and a yellow light. And what does that mean? Well, green light are things that you want to do. Red light are the things you don't want to do. And the yellow light basically were things that you're working your way out of right? So that's what we were thinking, you know, the transitional habits that we have to bring into play. So lots to talk about today. So all I want to talk about is green light and red light for now. Looking at what she was trying to do is stuff that I know people my age are still trying to do or trying to get to. And they want to build a financial future. They want to have patience because I know it sounds like another old person thing to say, but technology has made us very impatient. We're so used to a click and we get what we want. Another click and we get rid of it. Another click, we learn something. Another click, we've already forgotten what we just did and we're on to the next thing. So all these clicks 
going away. And, and I remember talking about no tech days, which I think I've adopted as much as I physically and possibly could in my own life because it just, it just was too intrusive. I mean, I'm having like these arguments with people that I actually don't know. I think I know, but I don't know. And trying to change the world by one person attacking me at a time or one person loving me at a time. And I didn't know how much time that robbed. So I learned to work big picture and, and deal with just whatever comes my way that I know is something everybody's dealing with because there's only so much of anyone to go around. And that's true for every single one of us in our own lives. I'm just that example of what it looks like when we don't and what it looks like when we do and how different life looks to me now that I have put certain systems into play. So the systems that I put into play are the things I'm sharing with this girl. So having patience with the process of your goals is huge. You have to be able to see why you're doing what you're doing today or you're not going to continue to do it. It'll be that flash in the pan. You'll change your eating for one day and decide that nothing has changed or you're going to change this or that and decide that it either has changed or not. So you really have to think about why you're doing what you're doing. And that's where the don't list comes in and it's coming. So the first thing is planning a future. The second thing is having patience. And the third thing is eat your best choices. So what about planning your future, your financial future? Well, you can't plan a financial future without finance. So how are you going to bring finance into your orbit so that you can plan something with it? Think about that. So how... I had to do it was one savings deposit at a time. When you are 30 years old and you are now experiencing a little bit of a surplus in your money where you have disposable income, which you're not used to, the first instinct is to buy everything that you couldn't buy before or buy everything that you can pay for that you no longer have to put on credit. This particular person was that person and I've been working with her and now she immediately when she had disposable income paid off her credit cards which was the best thing because we're not making interest on our money but we are getting hit with interest charges so you want to reduce that get that out of the way and however you do it that would be the first goal but to start saving money is you have to start to start. So one savings deposit at a time. This works so well that there are women that I know that are in their 60s, that are in their 70s, that every time their husbands gave them money because they were at that time raising their children, they're from that generation, they were taking about 30% of it and putting it away because they were raised in generations of saving for a rainy day. So what happened? They ended up, without realizing what they were doing, after many years of doing that, 
they had their own retirement plan. What they learned to do and what they were taught to do pretty early on was to create a place where if they needed it, they can go to it. They, they paid themselves first. Even as far back as myself working as an investment bank, or not an investment banker, broker, I was a stockbroker, I had people come to me with chunks of money and put it in an annuity and then have it spin off an income for them when they got older, once their kids were out of the house. It was amazing. And truly, they taught me that one savings deposit at a time really works. Everything will add up over time. The more you take care of yourself, the better you learn to take care of others. The better you can see why you need to teach your children to take care of themselves as opposed to you doing everything for them. But one savings deposit at a time. The second thing was having patience with the process of your goals. So you need a lot of filter questions for that one, and that's where all the don'ts come in. So we're going to get back to the patience issue. But the third thing is eat your best choices. That does not mean you have to wait until you have your best choices. It's eat your best choices, just like one savings at a time, one meal per time. I learned quite clearly when I went to the autism conference that there is a certain diet. And I I may have told you guys about this already. I've been talking about it a lot to the point where the other day I actually dreamed about it. And it's called the keto diet. And I just thought all along I'm hearing keto this, keto that, and I'm not a fad person. So I didn't even care to hear what news existed for the keto diet. But then I went to the autism conference and they had a woman who had just flown in from Germany, although she's American, but down to the point where she's flying around the country to educate people on the fact that they found that the keto diet actually helped kids with autism. But for kids with autism, it literally is flat out no dairy and no gluten. Because they found out that kids with autism have a high level of aluminum in their blood. They, over time, studying people who have died and found out that the brain itself was somewhat inflamed and that was consistent in all autistic people who have passed. So everything we have that kind of teeters goes back to some kind of inflammation. And our food supply can be used to work with us or it can be used to work against us. And they found that those kids didn't have as many fits. Those kids were more apt to listen. They were calmer. They had less anxiety. So what else did I learn from this woman? I learned that when somebody gets cancer and you have a doctor that's aware, they immediately put you on a keto diet. 
but a strict one where, you know, there's different levels of carbs and, and different variations where with the autistics, it's no dairy and gluten, but you can do dairy with um, cancer, but you can only do like 5% carbs because sugar feeds cancer. So you can't not only eat sugar, but you can't eat anything that becomes sugar, like a potato or rice, so that you have to limit it because you don't want to feed the beast, right? And they've been doing this for years because keto means that if you have the right balance of carbs, fat, and protein, and it's based on a ton of fat, a moderate amount of protein, and very little carbohydrates because of the sugar. So it doesn't mean you eat all your carbs at once. It means in every meal you have a balance because it works together and it helps the brain go into a state called ketosis where your body is basically running on high octane fuel and it can help itself repair. So this has all been proven and done. I just happened to hear of it. So I was fascinated by this healing property of this diet. So I've been like ordering books, reading books, looking at recipes, and I'm thinking, geez, half my cabinet needs to go. And I've done that like years ago, and I had no idea how important it was to have fat in your diet. You have to have high fat to lose fat. But then I remembered a very important fact that when I was breastfeeding my kids, that over 90% of the breast milk was fat so that the brain can develop. And we were taught no fat, and the, the things we bought with no fat had higher sugar, which was the recipe for taking away an asset and adding something that was hurting our asset, which is our bodies and our brains. So once you start to realize, and, and because of the illness we had in, our, in my own family that we're going through as we speak, as I speak, I have sat in on nutritionist meetings, at hospitals, over the phone, the latest research, whatever you want, and that's what people are doing, that know what they're doing. So one meal at a time, you can't, I tried to take it all on at once and it was way too big for me because I had to understand the meanings behind what I'm doing. Otherwise, I would not have patience with the process. So just like saving money, one deposit at a time, make your best food choices one meal at a time. Because that way, mentally, we break it down to the point that we can actually do it, and it's not overwhelming. And that's why in the write-up I say, I can do it, and you can do it, and we can do it. Because as a community, when we understand guidelines that work, that produce what we are looking for in our lives, for our health, because we all have our health until we don't. And a lot of times, once we don't, we have to backtrack and change everything we're doing, which makes it so much more stressful. Because now, not only do you have this ailment, but you have to take care of it. And it's like cutting out all the stuff that used to bring you comfort. 
So if you can do it one meal at a time now and look up your choices, look up what works for you, have patience with the process of your goals and save money one deposit at a time so you can take care of yourself properly. Those are the three do's. Those are the bottom line guidelines. One deposit at a time, one meal at a time, and patience. So how do we navigate this in our lives? So I wrote up a a sheet for her, and I thought, I want to share this with everybody because structure of one list for overall goals is less overwhelming than a book. We can remember guidelines. We can put guidelines on a fridge. We can put them in our phone. We can put them in a notebook if you still carry notebooks. But keep it in a place where you can see it every day. And these are the don'ts. Don't eat when you are not hungry or before going to bed. It will interfere with your sleep. And if you eat when you're not hungry, you're going to find something out, which is really kind of sad. But I've tried it to see if it works, and it does work. When you're not hungry and you eat, you actually end up eating a lot because you think, oh, wow, that didn't really fill me up. Oh, I could have more. I must have been hungry. And you don't feel it until you're done or a couple of days later where you're feeling a little sluggish. Eat when you're only hungry. Wait to get hungry because when you do, your body will tell you what you need. If we eat when we're not hungry, our body's just a little garbage can. We're just putting it in, putting it in, putting it in, doesn't know where to go. So it lands somewhere in our body. We start getting heavier. When we get heavier, we don't want to work out. And when we don't want to work out, we start eating things thinking we're going to start tomorrow. And there we go. So only eat when you're hungry and don't eat before you go to bed. Buy foods or order foods. Don't do this. That would hurt your health or your goals. When you're at the store, ground zero, don't buy a bag of chips and say you're not going to eat it. Tell me where that makes sense. Or a cake mix and say you're not going to make the cake. Because you're going to. And you're going to eat it because it's there. And we crave those things. Once we break the craving cycle, um, and that does happen with keto because I've been doing it. It's, it was hard for me because I didn't know what to eat for a long time. But eggs are really good. I mean, anything fat-filled, believe it or not, even ice cream, which I didn't even jump into yet. But um, like I have cottage cheese, and I might put like maple syrup on it or something like that, and it's actually really good. And I've, even though maple syrup has a lot of carbs, but you get so many a day and all of that, but I'm learning because I want to see what it feels like to do it. And I will tell you at my age, because I'm going to be 58 in March, I, I always had a lot of energy, but man, it is high octane fuel. 
here I was avoiding fat and eating, you know, a bunch of fruits and vegetables, which I still eat, but differently now. Um, just don't buy the food when you're at the store. That's the best guideline you're going to find. Help yourself help yourself. Number three was eat at places. Don't eat at places that break your goals. Don't go to a place that only sells fried food if you are trying to take care of your health. But all of these are just signs of, like, don't walk into a store if you don't need anything. And that's the next one. Don't shop when you do not need anything. Because you're going to find something. You're going to justify buying it. You're going to leave. But you could have taken that money, and it could have become one of your saving deposits at a time. And actually, Miri, if she's listening, because I know she's a mom now and she's really busy, her first appointment with me when I was doing appointments was, Nadia, I want to travel. This is what I'm doing in my life, and I don't have any savings. So I told her, go put a jar in your room, a big one. And instead of buying a morning coffee on your way to work, put that money in the jar. If you feel like you want to buy clothes for Friday night on Thursday, find something you already have that you already bought that you already love. And put that money in a jar and do that for a year. She had to have the patience to do it. But she did do it. And a year later, I met her in Los Angeles from Switzerland. Imagine one savings deposit at a time. She took, I want to say, about a two-month vacation because she was here for a month and she went to Hawaii. And it could have been longer because if I remember correctly, she may have gone to Australia too. But she did it twice. I met her twice. She came the first time. She did it again. And she came another time. And that time I know she stayed for three months and I know she was in Australia for sure. one savings deposit at a time. It's too overwhelming to say I need 3000 or $5,000. But things add up. And that's how she did it. Some people don't use shopping as a fix because if you are comfort shopping, give yourself a limit on how much you will spend and stick to it. If shopping is something you love to do, just like food, we love to eat. We can't starve ourselves to the point where we don't care about our goals. Where we just say, this is way too much. I am so uncomfortable. I don't like doing this. So I'm just not going to do it anymore. And then it becomes something you used to do. But worse yet, you don't trust that you can do your goals. So if you... I know there's comfort food. There's also comfort shopping and giving yourself a limit on how much you will spend and stick to it. 
I did that one too. Because for a long period of time, especially when I was raising the kids, there was absolutely nothing left over. And most of the time I was in the negative at the end of the month because I didn't make enough money to raise two children and myself and keep them in good schools and live in a house and, and, and. And I don't know how I spit out at the other end. But I remember when I would need something, I would give myself a $20 limit and I would go to the deepest discount store I would know of. And here it's called Ross. And I love that store. And I know it's around the country now. But I would go there and I would shop in their sale. And I could buy two things for 20 bucks. And that was my limit. So if I needed something, that's how I got it. And I did that for years. And that habit became so ingrained in me that I go there first to find anything. And if I don't find it there, then I may bear out. It became a part of who I am, part of my identity. The other thing you shouldn't do, don't do, is rest when you have energy. If you feel like you have energy and you think you have nothing to do and you sit and watch a TV show, try to do that when you're kind of tired. Because when you have energy, it's the best time to take advantage of yourself. Go for a walk. Go to a gym. Ride a bike. Get out of your house unless you're going to clean your house. Move while you feel like moving. Moving is a huge part of us seeing ourselves as financially successful, as making better choices. Because when we move, we know we already are making a better choice. Something about movement. When I first went to Tony Robbins, um, this was a long time ago, about 15 years ago, maybe more now, about 17, because I left the company at 2004. So around 2002, the year I saw Christ. So even maybe before that. So let's safely say 20 years or less. And every single time you would get comfortable in your seat, he made us get up and they'd turn the music on really high and you'd have to jump and massage the shoulders of the person on that side, turn around and massage the shoulders of the person on the other side. And seriously, the next day, I felt like I was hungover. But what, what did he do? Why was he doing that? He was waking us up. He was making us comfortably uncomfortable because with the music, we did want to dance. It did make us happy. It did change our mood. It did, you know, change things up. But I did take something away from that. When someone comes to me and they tell me they get so deep into their head and this and that, and they're just walking around complaining. I'm like, do 50 jumping jacks. They look at me like I'm nuts. And I'm like, just do 50 jumping jacks. And then tell me how much what's bothering you still bothers you. Don't rest when you have energy. Work out so that you can also start and finish something. If you go for a walk, you have to come back. 
but you, in your brain, had that sense of completion. You started something and you finished something. And now your brain's like, oh, great, what's next? Wow, you can take care of yourself. Instead of sitting there waiting for these feelings to go away, you got to do something to move something to deal with what we deal with. If we just sit back and look at other people and what they're doing, we are going to complain about them. We are going to attack them. We are going to poke holes in their story because that will excuse us from taking care of ourselves. So do something that you start and finish. Do not rest when you have energy. And the last one is don't fight when you are tired or angry already. Give yourself the space to not hurt yourself or anyone else. Being aware of the fact that we may be tired or angry will keep us, believe it or not, it will be under our goals because that makes us feel like we've got our own back, that we are not going to emotionally hurt ourselves or others. And believe it or not, that one, that last one is your anchor because that one instills in your brain and in your mind that you can take care of everything else because everything else is going to be easier than that. One savings deposit at a time. Patience with the process. One meal at a time. Do your best. I hope that that gave you insight today. I love these rules because they work. And I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.